car repair, the nightmare of the Western world. You don't know the difference between the catalytic converter and the powertrain, the carburetor and the camshaft. You've been ripped off endlessly by unscrupulous mechanics who've charged hundreds or thousands of dollars. You're sick of feeling like a complete idiot, and you just don't want to take it or pay for it anymore. Well, your life's about to change. Meet Pam Oaks, ASE certified and top-notch auto technician host, shop owner, and author of Car Care for the Clueless, or how to make money while maintaining a vehicle. She'll answer your questions and teach you how to talk car talk. Get under the hood right now with Pam. And welcome back to another episode. On this week's show, we're going to be playing catch-up with our emails. Thank you for sending them in. And for those of you who would like to send in an email, just go to our carecareforthecluelist.com, all spelled out, one word, and submit your question. We'll try to get a hold of you via phone and so you can be on our show. And if not, we'll still answer your email either on air or we'll send you another one back uh, trying to answer your question, trying to help you out because that's the whole premise of this show is to help you out and make you a car-savvy consumer. But getting back on our email catch-up this week, we have Penny from New Hampshire with a fuel issue. We have Bob from Florida on tire issue. We have Gary from Georgia who dropped his keys into a lake, so he's got a starting issue. And Sandra from South Carolina has got noise under the hood. Of course, we have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, back. He has an interesting but a little pricey gadget for your vehicle, but something that will fit any car or truck out there. And we'll have our trouble service bulletins. We're going to be discussing Fords with water leaks, and we'll be talking about Toyotas with trunk lid noises and i'd like to thank our sponsor jasper engines and transmissions 100 percent associate owned if you are in need of an engine or a transmission ask for jasper by name and a special welcome to our new sponsor continental tires continental tires is a wonderful wonderful product i have them on my personal vehicle my fiance has them on his vehicle i have a set of Continental tires on my mom and dad's one car, and when it comes up and their new car tires are ready to change out, I'll be putting Continentals on their second vehicle as well. So welcome, Continental Tires. Great product. Glad to have you with us. So let's get on with our show. So our first letter is going to be from Penny from New Hampshire, and she writes that she let her car run out of gas again. This has happened numerous times, evidently. She got a new fuel pump and wants to know if running out of fuel continuously will affect the performance of the vehicle. Well, you know, Penny, first of all, that fuel pump you just installed in your car, and you didn't say what type of a vehicle that you had, but I know for a fact was very, very expensive. It appears from your letter that you had ran your vehicle out of fuel multiple times. This is just going to compound the fuel pump failure in the future. It's just going to make it occur quicker because you're doing a disservice to this part that you installed. And this part you installed, I know, was very, very expensive. And an expense that you probably hadn't budgeted for. Why continue this vicious cycle? First of all, the fuel in your tank cools the fuel pump, which is also located in your tank. Very important that you keep at least a quarter tank of gasoline in your vehicle. 
it cools the fuel pump. It makes the fuel pump last longer. And plus, when it's above a quarter tank, the onboard diagnostic doesn't kick in. And you won't be losing fuel economy because the onboard programmable command module won't be doing a row call, seeing if all your sensors and actuators that are there for the emission control for your optimum fuel economy and emission quality on your vehicle, which drops the fuel economy significantly. So we don't want this. We want you, A, to have an operational fuel pump that's not put in distress every so often, And B, get your optimum fuel economy. Extremely important. Keep that gas gauge above quarter tank, please. You know, there's a second reason why you keep it above quarter tank other than the car. What would happen if you had an emergency, any type of emergency, and you needed your vehicle now, and you needed to get to the emergency room, first aid station at a fire department, so on and so forth, and you didn't have gas in your car. It was on fumes and you ran out of gas, then you'd really be in trouble. So see, there's another reason why you keep fuel in your car. Extremely important. It affects your pocketbook because you're going to be putting more parts in your car that you don't need to. And if you have an emergency, you can actually take care of that emergency and know that your car is not going to fail because you don't have fuel in it. So please, 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 please keep gas in your car. And now I'm going to get really picky with the type of fuel that you are putting in your car. I prefer that you put a top tier fuel in your vehicle. With the top tier fuel, which was requested by six car manufacturers and developed by a handful of petroleum companies, this will ensure your car gets optimum fuel economy. Very, very important because the more miles we can go on a tank of gas is money in our wallet, money in our bank account. Farther on a gas tank, money in our pocket. It's a no-brainer. So for a top-tier fuel station in your area, because this is regional, contact your ASC Blue Seal shop or your ASC Blue Seal technician. Ask him, pull him aside, and they actually have bulletins on this, trouble service bulletins that they can print out for you, and it has the list of fuel stations that are considered top-tier. So take advantage of that, and by taking the extra time and getting this information, it's going to put money, again, in your wallet. So heed my advice. Do this. It really works, and I do this all the time myself. I'm just not giving you guys advice. These are practical procedures that I do as well and take advantage of the savings as well. Our next email is Bob from Florida. Bob wants to know how long he can drive his vehicle on used tires. Well, Bob, you didn't say how much tread was remaining on the tire or how old the tire was, but we're going to give you some practical tire advice. First of all, keep in mind when you purchase a used tire that this is going to be for a temporary situation. There's a reason why the tire is used. Um, They could have had an alignment issue. They could have had a radial pull. And most important, you need to find out if there's a patch or a plug in the tire before you purchase this because you don't want to buy a tire that has been previously patched or plugged. Not a good idea. So you're in the situation that you have to purchase a used tire temporarily. Make sure that it has even tread all the way around if you can. 
you don't want to inherit somebody else's pull or vibration issue or tire tread issue. Remember, when a tire has an alignment issue where it wears funny on one side versus the opposite side of the tire, that is with the tire for the rest of its life. It has that memory. You will never get rid of it. You will always have that uneven wear. And you put that on the front end of your car or even on the back. And your vehicle, if properly aligned, it's, it's going to notice this. And you're going to notice it in the steering, the handling of the vehicle. So remember, purchasing a used tire, I know in these tough economic times that sometimes that's all we can do at the moment. But keep in mind, this is for a temporary situation. Make sure the tire is newer than six years old. Because after six, remember the manufacturers, they won't do anything about it. They wash their hands of that specific tire after six years old. And you don't want any plugs or patches in it. Again, remember the manufacturers, they wash their hands of any warranties if there's plugs or patches in it. Especially important if you have a speed rated tire. And remember the speed rated tires vary upon the vehicle that you drive. You didn't write down what type of vehicle you had. You just asked about this tire question. But speed rated tires have to go on that specific vehicle if required. And if you have a patch or if you have a plug in a speed rated tire, the speed rating on that tire, it's gone. It's canceled. Another reason, save your pennies up to buy new tires. Try not to buy a used tire for your vehicle. But this is some practical advice. You just need to see the tire before they put it on the car. You need to make sure there's no plugs or patches in it. You don't want to inherit any of those issues. Again, remember the manufacturer warranty is void when you have that. And uh, you don't want to introduce new issues to your car's steering or handling by getting a tire that's worn more so on one side than the other. My advice, it's a temporary situation. I know times are tough, but save up for a new tire and have that installed instead. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. And this week, we're playing catch up with our emails. Thank you for sending them in, by the way. We're going to be talking about fuel economy and what you can do, buying used tires versus new tires, how to keep that ignition key high and dry when you're out doing recreational activities that involve water. And we're going to be discussing power steering issues and just basic maintenance for your car and how it's just going to help you out, period. Of course, we have our trouble service bulletins. Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, is back. And as a matter of fact, he's up next. So let's find out what Peter has in store for us this week, shall we? Well, we have Peter in studio with us this week. How you doing, Peter? Good, Pam. How about you? Good. So what do we have for this week's gadget? Well, what we have is OnStar. OnStar? Yes. You know the communications that come in most GM vehicles now? Yes. Well, now, now it's available for every car. Really? Yeah. How are they doing that? Well, they're having it available online or at the big electronic stores, and you can get it installed by the electronic stores, mm-hmm. or you can get it installed by an ASC certified technician. Okay. 
And the cost of the whole unit is about $250. That's not bad. You know, OnStar does a lot of things that people just don't realize, you know. If you're in an accident or uh, you need help with directions. Yes, they can assist you with all of that. It's just like a actual person gets on the line and talks to you and gives you directions or gets you the help you need. They'll call the ambulance if you can't. So the OnStar takes over just like you would in a GM car. Yes, it's available for any great. car now. So that's great that foreign and domestic cars that aren't GM will have the OnStar available to them. That's correct, yes. That's a good deal. And installation, like you said, recommended by an ASC certified technician or properly trained technician from one of the box electronic stores. Yeah. So that's very important. You know, before you purchase... You probably want to find out what the subscription rates are. I heard they're pretty reasonable considering everything that you get with it. Yeah, I don't know what the actual subscription rates. I'm sure it varies if they got different plans, kind of like cell phones and stuff. But I'm sure you can get it pretty cheap because it's on a volume basis. Well, Peter, thank you. What an interesting gadget. That's useful for everybody. A little pricey, which is fine because of the benefits that you get for that. Yeah, the benefits far outweigh the initial costs. It'll definitely help you out in the long run. Great. Well, thank you, and we'll talk to you later. Okay, thank you. So that was Peter, and he had his OnStar experience and wants to pass it on to everybody else. Now we're going to get back to our email writer, and our next one is going to be Larry from Georgia. Larry writes how he has a Dodge, and he was out boating, and unfortunately he dropped his keys into the water. Well, that's always not a good thing. Cell phones, anything electronic, keys, key fobs out now. Not a good idea. And he found out because while it did get him home, and it got him to the store later on that afternoon, he couldn't leave the store without a tow truck because, for whatever reason, he said the key would not work. Well, I'll tell you what the reason was, that you had water intrusion into that key fob that is the portion of the key where you have the chip and it has the on lock and the lock and the panic. And most people have keys like that nowadays. Mixing electronics and water, it just doesn't work. How can you prevent this from happening? Well, first of all, if you're going to be going boating or near the water, go to the shore, go to the beach... Anything that involves any type of moisture, a good rule of thumb is, what I do, is you put your keys in a sealed sandwich bag. Anyone would do, anyone that is watertight. And also, uh, I put a couple, uh, maybe about a quarter cup of rice in there to make sure if any moisture gets in there, the rice will actually absorb it. So when I go down to the beach, I always put my keys in a baggie and put some rice in there. And, you know, worst case scenario, if it gets a little moisture in there, I'm not spending hundreds of dollars for a new key and a fob so I can drive home, uh, let alone if it gets really bad, I have to have a tow truck. Not a good idea. So that's a good ounce of prevention to do that. Now let me explain what happened in his case. Moisture had set into the electronics and the reason why it worked a couple of times because it really hadn't saturated some of the solid state that was in that key. He didn't tell me how much time elapsed but I can guarantee you enough time elapsed that it got into the IC chips that are inside these key fobs and it finally went into failure. Water and electronics, not a good match. Do the uh, sandwich bag deal if you know you're going to be around water. 
It's very effective. It works. It keeps the key dry. You can keep it in your pocket. You can keep it on your key ring. You'd have to put all your keys in there, but you still can keep all your keys together and you won't get yourself into a very, very costly situation. It wasn't recognizing that signal. It wouldn't start the car. On some vehicles, if you try to start it often, it could actually trigger the security and then you're doing an actual ignition module or lock. And that's very expensive too. You know, you can only turn that key so many times. The vehicle's thinking, I don't recognize this. Somebody's trying to steal me and it shuts down. Not good. So heed my advice. Use the baggie. Put about a quarter cup of rice in there. Go out to the beach, up boating, skiing, anything that has anything to do with any moisture and an outdoor activity that you know you're going to be involved in. And rest assured that your keys are going to fit that ignition and you're going to be able to get home and get to work. And that's money in your wallet. That's money in your bank account. And that's what it's all about, folks. And finally, we have Sandra from South Carolina. Sandra writes that she had a noise underneath the hood of her vehicle, and she took it into the repair shop, and they told her she needed a rack and pinion. Well, I know you listeners are going, what kind of a noise, and what's a rack and pinion? Well, she heard a a groaning noise underneath there. I'm sure she doesn't write what kind of a noise, but she doesn't understand how that noise has anything to do with how she can steer her car. And that's what a rack and pinion does. It actually attaches to the steering column, and it's got these little arms that attach to the wheels via spindles. So when you want to turn left or right or make a correction while going down a straight road, you can do so. The rack and pinion is a little worm gear, and it's got fluid in it, and it relies on that fluid so you can have the power assist to turn left or to turn right. Well, I'm sure that if that was the issue that she didn't say, but she had that noise, that means that the power steering was low, low enough. The pump was complaining, meaning the power steering pump, that it was lacking fluid to operate properly. So I'm sure that she had the rack and pinion replaced because it was leaking. She doesn't say that she had anything else replaced. This is why it's so, so important to have the fluid levels checked in your car once a week. I do this once a week. Yes, I do. And you probably think, well, you know, you can do this. Well, this is something that you can do too because any ASC certified technician can show you how to check the fluid levels in your vehicle It takes less than five minutes, and you know what? If you don't grasp it the first, second, or 30th time, ASC certified technicians are very professional. They'll work with you. They'll show you how, and if you're at the point in life that you just don't want to pop the hood because you're not sure what's underneath there and you don't want to tempt fate, every shop that I know does this service for free. So ask. Make it a Saturday. You go out shopping on a Saturday. You just stop. Please check the fluid levels. And stop at your regular shop. Don't stop at a shop that you're unfamiliar with because that is possibly opening up the door for somebody that you're not familiar with and they're not familiar with your car to make a mistake and say you need an item and you don't or blatantly tell you that you need an item that you don't. You don't want to get caught up in that. So go to your regular shop. We check fluid levels and tire pressures all the time. I check mine once a week. I want you to check at least once a month. Pick 
the day you were born. For example, you're born on the 20th of August and take the 20th of each month and have the fluid levels checked and have your tire pressure checked. Another thing too is if you see spots where you park in your driveway, in your garage, have it checked out right away. Because if this rack and pinion was leaking power steering fluid to make this noise, there would have been evidence on the garage floor or the driveway or in your parking spot. You would have seen fluid because the fluid would be on the ground at that point. So have it checked out. It's a good rule of thumb. And remember, the earlier you catch something, the cheaper it's going to be for your wallet, for your bank account. And that's the whole idea behind this. Common sense, common things things to do. Uh, yeah, you know, it takes a little bit of time, but it's an investment that is not going to give you a good return if you don't take care of it. If you don't take care of it, it's going to give you a horrible return. You're going to be putting money into it. Instead of having a higher resale value, you're going to be having a lower resale value because you did not take care of this car. And plus the money that you had to put into it just to keep it moving not worth it. Keep the money in your wallet. Keep the money in your checking account. Keep an eye on your car and it will serve you well. So since we have Peter in the studio, I thought it'd be a nice treat. We can both go over these trouble service bulletins that we have this week. And our first one's going to be for Ford and Lincoln Mercury. And this is regarding their SUVs, their pickup trucks, their larger vehicles, not the sedans. And they're having an issue with when you put these vehicles through a car wash, the roof panel is actually leaking and you can have it dripping on you as you leave the facility. Are you referring to the actual sunroof? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the sunroof. They call it a roof panel. But yeah, the sunroof. And this is on 2005 through 2009 Lincoln and Ford SUVs and trucks. There is a fix for it, but the fix is to be done by an ASC certified technician and not yourself. That would be the best idea. Yeah, because you have to remove the glass to gain access to uh, the point of repair. And we don't want any mishaps, do we, Peter? No, absolutely not. Now, for going through the car wash, is it under high pressure? Under or high just, pressure, yes. Or if yes. you just do it at home? No, under high pressure, like at just, a car wash. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not saying wow. anything about washing it in the driveway, but at the car wash itself. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, to keep your car looking nice inside as well as outside, you need to have this uh, taken care of. This is not a recall, and we'll have the bulletin posted on our webtalkradio.net homepage for Car Care for the Clueless, and we'll also have phone numbers for you so uh, you can get this taken care of. Sound like a good idea. Don't need a bunch of dripping water after you get your car washed, that's for sure. Sure don't. Okay, the other bulletin is to do with Toyota trunk lids. And Peter, you've seen it, I've seen it, where people have put objects in their trunk to the point that I don't even know how they're closing them, but now it's actually affecting the way the trunk lid closes and possibly the radio. That's true, because they put the speakers in the back there and the torsion bars, which actually hold the trunk open, and they're putting so much junk in their trunk mm -hmm. that um, it's affecting the way the torsion bars work, and it's actually jamming up against the speakers. But, you know, you don't have to have 
objects in your trunk all the time. If you have suitcases, somebody's going on a trip, or golf clubs, and you just jam them into the trunk, it's going to affect these torsion bars. And then it's going to make noise. Well, that's what Toyota has in mind, the noise. They want to get rid of this noise factor for you. And this, again, is another technical service bulletin, not a recall, for the 2007 through 2010 Camrys, the Camry and the Camry HV. So the fix is something that you don't do in your driveway because those torsion bars are under a lot of tension. Absolutely right on that one. And we had a uh, technician, old-time technician, who works with us, John, and he's been doing this 40-some years. One time when they had a torsion bar let loose and a customer was trying to put his fingers in there, trying to help him while he was fixing this, and John kept on telling him to get away, get away, and he didn't, so the customer pulled on the torsion bar and John actually broke his arm. That's how much tension is on these torsion bars. So please, again, for this bulletin, have an ASC certified technician take care of it for you. Maybe for the layman, uh, just ba- briefly explain what actually a torsion bar is. No, so, that, so I'm understand. sorry. Yeah, it's so what they, holds the tension. It's the tension that's built up to keep the trunk lid up for you to put it down properly so you don't have to sit there and slam it down. I mean, you can put it down comfortably, but mainly it's instead of the little struts that they have on the newer vehicles, they're going back to these torsion bars, and there's a lot of tension there. Yeah, I've dealt with a couple in the past just trying to get them back in place on some older cars, and it takes a lot of effort to get them back into place, and it's... A lot of potential you, energy. Yeah. There. Like I said... It, a lot of chance of it slipping, and it, you got to be care- very, very careful if you do John's that. It broke John's arm, so... It's, it's not something you do in the back of your driveway. Have no. your ASC certified technician take care of it for you. Well, I think that covers this week's technical service bulletins thank you for sitting in and putting in your two cents peter well i appreciate it i enjoy it okay we'll talk to you next week okay thanks pam and i don't know where the time's gone but thank you again for tuning in to car care for the clueless i'm your host pam oaks and i want to thank all of our email writers who ask for car answers sometimes it's a little hard because we can't see the vehicle or hear the vehicle but i'm more than happy to give out practical information that can help you solve your car care dilemma and of course peter sudak thank you for talking with us again with the onstar very 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 good product and let's not forget our sponsors continental tires I have them on my car, I have them on my mom's car, and remember, if mom's not happy, nobody's happy, and she loves her Continental tires. So please uh, support our sponsors, and of course, Jasper Engines and Transmissions, 100% associate owned. If you need an engine or a transmission, ask for Jasper by name. And remember, you too can be a car savvy consumer. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Please make sure to come back next week for another edition of Car Care for the Clueless. And don't forget to look for Pam's book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How to Make Money While Maintaining a Vehicle. You'll find it on her website. Just click on the icon Host Website right in front of you on the webtalkradio.net page. See you next week.